0: Move on to the New York football Jets. I guess you can't say that. It's really football giants, right? But the New York Jets bringing in Adam Gase. And like most teams, it starts with the quarterback. Um, Sam Darnold. I thought he was a better quarterback, really, than than um, Baker Mayfield coming out of college. I liked Baker. Don't get me wrong. I, I actually had them like one and two. You couldn't go wrong. And when the Browns took them, I thought for their franchise, they probably needed someone like Baker who was, um, a little more was the term I want to use flamboyant, a little more talkative. Um, for them, they need, people to get excited about them, and to have a quarterback like that, it's it's good for them uh, that they took him. But uh, I don't think the Jets made the wrong pick in picking Sam Darnold. I'm huge. I'm really high on him. Watched him in college. Um, big fan of him. In December, he, he wound up throwing six touchdowns, one interception. Um, after he missed three games with a foot injury, And that's, I feel like you can look forward to down the line. He certainly has some uh, improvements to make. Um, He has to learn not to lock onto his primary receivers. And because defenses went through a stretch where they were really confusing him, mixing up their coverages, disguising their coverages. Um, But I, for Darnold with Adam Gase, the only thing I wonder about guys like him, Josh Allen, too. Uh, well, not really Josh Allen, cause, but second offensive system in, in his second year. Now, he's a smart guy, so um, that's not the issue. But I really hope that because of like the addition of Le'Veon Bell, that Darnold can develop the system quicker. You know, because you can't turn this guy into Alex Smith. And by that, I mean, he had eight offensive coordinators like his first eight years. And you can't do that if you want a quarterback to grow. So hopefully, Gase is exactly who they need. Um, it's all about Sam Darnold for this team. Um, can he take a step forward? Um, his backup is going to be Trevor Simeon, who I think is solid. Um, unspectacular but solid you don't need a guy who can take his job (laughs) but of course like we mentioned Le'Veon Bell coming in um it's going to be interesting because most most guys first of all don't sit out a year and so you have to see if he's going to be rusty um what's going to happen during preseason um Yeah, you know, I, I, it's, it's a, uh, it's a sticky situation in some ways. I think people think he's going to come back and he's just going to hit the ground running. And I don't know if the NFL is like that. I think you, I mean, is it easier for me to get the chemistry back running the football as a running back or, you know, as a basketball player, if I told my ACL I was out for the year, the difference is. In basketball, is I can go to Rucker Park, I can go to New York City, I can go to Rico Hines Runs and play against competition to get back into it. The NFL is not like that. If you if you're hurt or you miss a year, you haven't played, and so to get back into the swing of things, I don't I I don't know. I hope um, that it goes well for Le'Veon and for the Jets because they need him. They need every ounce of him. They need him to be great from the start. You don't pay a guy 30 plus million guaranteed, and he has to work himself back into it. So you hope that that's what happens. Um, they signed uh, Ty Montgomery to a one-year deal, and Elijah McGuire and Trenton Cannon uh, have potential. So <clears throat> for them, it's about Le'Veon. It's uh, the Jets will go as Le'Veon and Sam Darnold go. As for their receivers, Quincy a new one. Always been a fan because he's so talented. I think the Jets fans know um, he's a really elite. I would say size, speed guy in stretches. He's not necessarily most consistent, and he's definitely injury prone, but. When he's on the field, he's a tough cover because he's like 6'5", <laughs> or no, I'm 6'3", 6'3", and he can do it all. I mean, he can go deep. He can catch over the middle everything. It's just injuries have played him. He had a neck injury that made him miss the whole 2017 season. Um, And then speaking of injury-prone wide receivers, they signed J- Jamison Crowder, Um. If he can stay healthy, can he stay healthy? You know, if he's right physically, I think Donald's going to love him. I do. Um, Watched him last year because Alex Smith's my favorite player. Um, He made some big plays last year for sure. But, again, uh, can he stay healthy? Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson's only question is, can he be consistent? That's really it. Um, He has a lot of talent a little off the field issue this past off season. Can he stay consistent? You know, Um, you know, Robbie Anderson, Quincy, a and new one. They're kind of the combination of what a number one receiver would be. Uh, But can they all put their talents together and be a top three, a core for them? Chris Herndon uh was a steal last year. Can he develop more into a star? So, uh, you know, Darnold definitely has some weapons and, and, and his own progression will help them as well. In the offensive line, uh, the Jets acquired Kalichi Osimi. I'm sorry, Osimile, to replace James Carpenter. Um, he was pretty, he battled injuries last year. Um, so, uh, we're going to see what happens there. Uh, Kelvin Beachum had another solid season. Um, Brian Winters, Brandon Shell, are going to be a right guard, right tackle, center's a bit of a question mark. Uh, so we're going to see. You know, the Jets. You you obviously need that offensive line to 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 produce because uh, the development of your quarterback is at stake. Le'Veon Bell's potential. How do I put it? Potential is at stake. I mean, are you going to get the best out of him? you know, and Pittsburgh, he had a great offensive line, you know, it was so different because everything was dictated, you know, uh, Le'Veon never saw an eight-man box (laughs) in Pittsburgh, I mean, never because Antonio Brown was on the outside, he even had, uh, when Martavius Bryant was in his prime, when they both were there, he was, there was like a zero percent chance he was going to see an eight-man box because Martavius Bryant could go up and get the football and beat you deep, and then the same thing with Antonio Brown, so uh, ben Roethlisberger, being able to see it, check out of it. It's a different, it's a, excuse me, it's a different, uh, entirely different situation here where you got to think teams are going to load up and say, okay, let's we'll see if we can take him out of it. We can still disguise our coverages. Maybe we can still confuse Darnold. He's going to get more attention than he ever got in Pittsburgh. On defense, the strength of this team is their defensive line uh, Leonard Williams is going to be at the end of his rookie deal um, his statistical production isn't what you would like but it, partially because he's always facing double and triple teams all the time but that's why they took a Quentin Williams of Alabama um, that should free him up because they're going to have to deal with him there's a load of a man right there and he's going to help stop the run because the Jets gave up 4.6 yards of carry in 2018. Um, they re-signed Henry Anderson to a $17 million deal. And then a nose tackle Steve McClendon was signed. And he could be productive. So, a defensive line is where the Jets will... I guess you could say their defense will make their money, so to speak. <laughs> uh, C.J. Mosley going to the linebacker in core. Uh, five years, $85 That... I still can't even get past that a linebacker makes that much, but in in this league of corners and wide receivers and, you know, safeties being extremely important, but when you can play all three downs and you're solid and covered, it definitely helps. So Mosley, uh, he's worth it. So please don't think, uh, that I'm saying that he's not worth it. Cause he is worth it. Um, uh, There'll be him and Avery Williamson in the middle. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see how they replace Darren Lee, who, of course, uh, in a trade with the Chiefs. Uh, You know, I think because of Mosley, uh, not to sound disrespectful to any player on the Jets, but it probably doesn't matter. As long as you're solid, you're at that middle linebacker position, he's going to be making the majority of plays. He's really going to be a guy that the offense focuses on trying to take out. They're going to identify him as the Mike. Um, so Mosley's going to make up for a lot of warts. Uh, in the secondary, um, Jermaine Johnson really struggled last year. Part of it was because the Jets couldn't get a pass rush, and it goes hand in hand. Some corners really need that pass rush, and some corners are, are good no matter what, and Jermaine Johnson kind of needed that. Um, he doesn't have a lot of straight line speed. Um, he's got good short area quickness, but when he's beaten, he's beaten. He can't catch up. And <laughs> he was exposed at times last year because of the lack of pass rush. So you hope that that uh, improves. They finally let Buster screen go. They didn't resign Morris Claiborne. Um, they also uh, signed Brian Poole and... Yeah, I actually do think Brian Poole is a better corner than the super penalty machine buster screen. (laughs) So uh, for them, it's an upgrade. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how this comes together for the Jets. Um, But they do have a solid, solid secondary and of course I I have to mention Jamal Adams who's he looks like he's going to be one of the best safeties in the league if he continues on his trajectory um very hard hitter good coverage skills too but that's what you know him for is a hard hitting um you can tell he wants to win and that's what you want out of your young player. You want them to show leadership and you want them to display the qualities that help you win. And he's a hard worker comes in, does everything the right way. And that's what you want. I mean, can you imagine, I mean, be, as a judge fan, I mean, you, you have to be happy knowing that you got these young studs at important positions, um, from, from from uh, Darnold at quarterback to Jamal Adams at safety. Uh, it's great. And CJ Mosley, you know, he's young too. You know, so they're gonna be the future's bright for these guys. But it comes down to, to, to Sam Darnold. And, you know, there's been some guys, I I've heard the report people are overlooking the Jets. I it it's hard to overlook a team that that didn't make the playoffs last year. You know, I mean, my thing is always to prove it, prove that you shouldn't be overlooked. And and the way you do that is you come out and you win. But when you're in a division with the Patriots and you haven't been a consistent franchise, not team franchise, then, yeah, I mean, teams are going to they're they're not going to look at you in a in a way that suggests, oh, they're going to be a playoff team. You know, they have a new system. They have a new coach. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into that. But, again, it's about improvement for this team. I mean, after the Todd Bowles era, we spent a lot uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, but, again, it's going to be new systems on both sides of the ball, too. So, uh, we're going to see. You know, Gaze has familiarity within the division. That should help. Um, you expect Darnold to take a jump in year two. Uh Expect Le'Veon to be I, I would probably temper expectations I say he should be better as the season goes along. The question for them is when they hit their stride, uh, let's say it's, you know, middle of the season, whatever, where are they gonna be in terms of record for playoff time? You know, can you can you sit around five hundred? Can you can you be four and four? Can you be five and three by the time you hit your stride and then maybe make a serious push? You know? That's the question. But as usual, as long as Brady and Belichick are looming within the division, it makes it a, a, a much harder uphill climb. And now, for the last team, the Miami Dolphins, um, Miami finally decided to stop trying to spend money on unproductive guys and they're deciding to build through the draft. Finally, um, stop giving out bad contracts, <laughs> uh, you know. This is a team that it looks like they're tanking. Um, I think they have a couple different weapons on the offensive side of the ball. But we're going to start, of course, with the quarterback then. Signing Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of signals that you're tanking to some degree. But then they were able to get Josh Rosen and Josh Rosen, I feel like he got a really bad deal. Um, I mean, imagine, imagine working for a company, right? You get hired at this company and what you don't know is how terrible they are, right? So the company, they're losing money, you know, they, they're about to get fired, everybody, you know, and when it finally happens, you're, Part of the reason that you know everybody blames you, everybody says, well, you just weren't good. Well, sometimes it really is about the people that we have around us. And in Arizona, you had a staff that got fired after one year. It's not normal. Now, does it mean it was the right decision? No, but at the same time, you got fired for a reason. <laughs> Legitimate reasons, more than likely. I mean, Josh Rosen struggled, uh, but with that offensive line, I don't know who would have done well, you know. So they pick him up. And I feel like it's a good move because it's very low risk, high reward for the Dolphins. If he comes in and he becomes a player, all of a sudden, maybe you're not looking at Tua Tungavailoa in the draft um, next year. Or or Jake Frum or whoever it is that because you assume the Dolphins may be picking top five. Um, It just depends. But... (laughs) We're going to see. We're going to see. I think he's going to have every opportunity to win the job out of camp. And he's going to play, regardless of if he doesn't win the job. He's going to play because Fitzpatrick is very – he's the definition of hit or miss. Okay, he's going to throw you four touchdowns one game, two games, and then he's going to throw you three, four interceptions the next two. So he's going to play at some point, And hopefully it turns out well for him, but – At running back, Kenyon Drake should finally have, uh, maybe a breakout year. Uh, he split time last year and with Frank Gore, um, he was the leading receiver for the Dolphins. Um, they have 53 catches, almost 500 yards, five touchdowns. He's got breakaway speed, um, Eric Studesville really praised Drake because last year he really handled it well. A lot of guys, young guys, would have taken it differently, splitting time with a 36-year-old running back. But he wasn't like that. You know, he handled it like a true professional, and that's what you love about certain guys in this league. Um, it's really not about you. It's about the team. And as long as you're, he's helping you win, then, you know, that's what it's about. That's for the receiving core. They released Damian Amendola. Uh, they still have Kenny Stills, who's twenty seven, still in his prime. Uh, cue the Devontae Parker off season videos of him finally taking the next step. <laughs> uh I'm I digress. Uh Devontae Parker always has had the ability. Uh, it's a matter of, can he play 16 games? Can he be consistent? And so far in his career, the answer is no. I wouldn't say it's Kevin White, but he's pretty much close to that trend, you know, of he's a bust. I mean, he's, he's everything but right now. So new coaching staff and, you know, sometimes you know, a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick might be good for him because Ryan Fitzpatrick liked like to take chances and maybe Tannehill wasn't like that, you know, where you're covered. I'm still going to throw it to you, you know? So who knows? It could wind up being a blessing in disguise for this team, but, uh, Bryce Butler, uh, comes back. Albert Wilson, Jakeem Brandt come back, hopefully healthy. Um, because they both had injuries, hip and Achilles, respectively. Uh, the Dolphins signed Dwayne Allen. And uh, Mike Gesicki, who I was actually, I was so high on him, I took him in my <laughs> fantasy draft <track> last year. <laughs> he didn't really do much, but he has probably everything that you like. The tight end, really big. He's He's got the size, the speed, the hands. Um, hopefully he can just take a small step forward, you know, 30, 40 catches, that kind of thing. Um, on the offensive line, um, the one good thing is Larry Tunsil, you know, one of the best left tackles in the game. Uh, Jesse Davis started all 16 games at right guard. Um, uh, but he very well could move to right tackle just to replace Juwan James. So, uh, Josh Sitton also got released. Um, (laughs) Isaac Asisia is probably going to replace Ted Larson because he was released. Um, Zach Stirrup could move into right tackle. Um, Michael Dieter, he should contribute immediately. So, it's going to be a patchwork offensive line outside of Laramie Tunsil. Uh, Again, this is what teams that are rebuilding do. Um, They don't have a lot of strengths. They have more weaknesses than strengths, and uh, you're going to see it out there on the field. Obviously, with Brian Flores talking about the defense, it it has to improve. Um, (laughs) They allowed the most yards in team history. They finished 29th in sacks, 31st in run defense. And what he's done is he's asked his defensive coordinator to shift from a 4-3 to a 3-4 manner zone, depending on the opponent's situation, which is very what's New England-like, right? That's where he came from. So those things take time. It's a transition, new system, both sides of the ball. Um, And as we go into the defensive line, they lost their top three pass rushers, so Robert Quinn Andre Branch Cameron Wake so now you have to build through the draft Um, they got Christian Wilkins from Clemson obviously he's gonna start immediately Um, 2017 first round picks Charles Harris and Jonathan Woodward been disappointing since they drafted him probably gonna get more playing time though you know and hopefully you can find something Um, Devin Godshaw He's been pretty dependable for them. Uh, Akeem Spence, uh, Vincent Taylor, who improved last year, again, uh, not a strength, not a strength of the team. But when you're rebuilding, you, you this is this is what it looks like. Um, your linebacking core: um, Roquan McMillan played really well in the second half of last year especially on run defense Jerome Baker he had a good rookie season from the weak side linebacker position We can do it all run, hit, cover sideline to sideline uh, Kiko Alonso somehow didn't get cut <laughs> despite his declining performance and it, it seems like I mean because of his salary at least they're going to continue to start him uh, but a Miami Secondary. Now this is this is a good unit right here. Xavier Howard got that big contract this offseason. Congratulations to him. I always thought he was a little underrated. Um so it, it it depends. It really depends um on how you look at it and who you look at. When you don't when you play for a franchise that doesn't win a lot, you're going to get overlooked, but you know, it's nice to see that he he got rewarded. Um Time for the NFL lead with seven interceptions making his first Pro Bowl. Which by the way had two interceptions in that Pro Bowl. Uh Mika Fitzpatrick, a uh, huge fan. Huge fan of Mika Fitzpatrick. Um played all over the field. Sideline to sideline guy. Can play corner, can play safety. Um it's gonna be nice. I mean, those two, you know, you could you could depend on both of them. Um uh Cordia Tankersley. Uh, he he had a strong end in 2017, but inconsistent last year. Eric Rowe comes in from New England, but injury-prone. Only played 21 games last three years. Um, Bobby McCain, uh, you know, hopefully he can move back to slack corner because he, he's better as a slack corner. Um, TJ McDonald, Rashad Jones, uh, solid campaigns with three picks each. So they've got a really good secondary. It's, a, again, they have to – Find a way to to get a pass rush going. Um, Can they do that? Um, Going on to the special teams. uh, Jason Sanders hit 18 of 20 field goals. Which is I believe 96%. Which got him a spot on the NFL all rookie team. Um, Punter Matt Hawk. uh, He was second in the NFL in punts and punting yardage. But that just tells you how bad the offense was. (laughs) Um, As for the Dolphins themselves though. They're rebuilding, as we've said several times here. Um, they got rid of almost every highly paid player from the last from last year, especially those over thirty. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, Flores is the latest New England assistant to to get a head coaching job. You hope that he fares better uh, than than everybody else <laughs> that is. Went through that, had that opportunity, um, but it's going to be interesting. We're going to see uh, for Miami uh, how do they improve? You know, how can 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 Josh Rosen become something? You know, don't Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to be consistent, so that's not even going to that's not even a question. Um, but uh, for them, it's about just making small improvements, seeing if you can find some gems on your roster and looking forward to to the 2020 draft uh, when hopefully you can continue to get building blocks for the future. thank you guys for listening. Um, The next uh, division preview I will be doing will be the AFC North. And it's probably the most intriguing division out of all the divisions um, with the Steelers, Browns, Ravens, And Bengals, I'm sorry. Uh, But thank you for listening to the Cover 6 Podcast. Uh, I look forward to uh, doing this again soon. I'm not sure when because I have a crazy schedule right now, but I'll definitely find the time. Uh, Appreciate you listening, and everybody enjoy their day.